Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't exactly recent news or anything. Um, you know, it's been it's been weeks since the death of of Pee Wee Herman. The Paul Rubin's still very much alive, but he had his character Pee Wee killed off in a very interesting decision. Um, cinematically, went down in a hail of gunfire uh, with the red bow tie and everything. No, the real Paul Rubens is dead. And it's not something where, like, when, uh, who is the man, Andy Kaufman died, that you'd still see, um, who the hell is his, like, fake lounge singer guy to do, like, Lloyd Christmas? Do you know what I'm talking about? Lloyd Christmas no, I don't, in Dumb I, and Dumber. I, 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 whatever. Uh, uh, he but... was just like, rah, 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 rah. he was like this character that he would do. He was like this asshole lounge singer guy. Um, but it was like, he had... He had his goons. If you ever see Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey being um, uh, Andy Kaufman, you should you should watch that. But um, his weird characters that took a lot of makeup and stuff that he would do uh, were showing up after he was dead because he had his friends doing it, and it was like really funny. But he also died very young, and you know Paul Rubens died. You know now like a month ago. But, you know, he also stopped doing anything he pulled, years uh, ago. He like a Norm McDonald. A Norm, a Norm, yeah, where... Or he uh, didn't tell anybody that he, well, like... He struggled privately. Yeah, he's... With, with, like, some kind of cancer. And, like, I guess he did smoke, like, fucking Walt Disney, too. But he just hid it really well. He wanted to make sure the kids never knew or whatever. Because then they would be less attracted to him. Because there's a lot of people going, wasn't Pee-wee like a pedophile? And no, he was just impossibly gay. In a way, in a way that, that, that it's hard, you know, regular old ordinary take a briefcase to work gay folks will never understand. Pee-wee was cartoonishly gay. And he, you know, and was an artist and, and, a, and a weirdo. And Paul he was Rubens. a lot of things. Paul, Paul Rubens. Rubens. I kind of, let's make a decision right now. Are we going to talk about Paul Rubens first? I don't or think, are we going to talk about Pete? I don't think I, I don't want to talk about Paul Rubens. I guess the only, we were talking about it earlier and probably people have seen this or whatever. But, uh, you know, like Rob Zombie worked on Pee-wee's Playhouse. Now, a lot of people are like, thought that he was like the art director for the entire series. And I guess that wasn't true, which is disappointing. I really wanted to believe that he made like Flory and Conky and stuff because they kind of look like the inside of a white zombie record, like a little bit, especially Flory. Big time Flory. Uh, it was you remember more, Flory, right? um, you know, Paul Rubens and, uh, was it John, uh, name. I don't know. But anyway, like, what I'm saying is, is Rob Zombie did have a story. He added to the narrative, like, he added to the narrative, like, a little bit, because he said when, uh, he just happened Paragon? to Paragon? John Paragon. John Paragon. He okay. is zombie. Yeah, so he helped, he kind of create a lot of the characters, so him and, and Phil Hartman. Yeah, because Phil Hartman was in he was in the like the dirty HBO special. Anyway, this is what I wanted to point out. Rob Zombie only kind of worked in the studio that they shot the first couple episodes in, or something like that. Like he was a he was a guy there or whatever. But like, and he knew about the, the whole Pee Wee thing like before it happened. He'd like seen possibly he was in New York, possibly live. He might even have seen Pee Wee's like live show that was like I don't quite remember how big it was. Big it was like he was doing it like Madison Square Garden or something. It was like crazy. And then it was there was that version on HBO that I saw, I saw that when I was a kid, because when Pee Wee's Playhouse was on TV, 
in video stores, because that's how long ago this is, you could go and there was a VHS tape that was like black and it kind of, you know, it was like Pee Wee's Playhouse, but everything just on like this black, plain, one man show type stage. I mean, it had a bunch of props, but it was very like dark. And so you it, could watch his original thing that was like dirty. It was done in like 1983 and it was an imp- at, at the improv. Yeah, it was at some big New York thing, like, but it was he was it was like selling things out. It was some kind of big deal. I know that because it got an HBO thing yeah, back when they HBO didn't just HBO comedy special. And yeah, it had like they had, they got shoe mirrors like. so they can they could look up uh, Missy Vaughn's dress. And I remember this when I was a kid, like they were like, oh, they got shoe they got mirrors on top of their shoes so they could look up her skirt. And they like put them under put them under a dress so they could see her underwear. And she's like. Joke's on you, boys. I'm not wearing any underwear today. And they're like, aw, like that was disappointing or something. It was so weird. And I'm like, but, but here's the thing. Like, Rob Zombie was expecting to see basically Pee-wee get off of the elevator or whatever. And he said that he 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 got off. It was Paul Rubens looking exactly like he did in his mugshot. Just like, Ugh. And just, you know, he was mad because he didn't really want to do a kid's show. And this is the thing that I wanted to talk about, like, kind of the most with this is that I didn't know this. I thought that I knew he had that dirty HBO special because I saw it, like, I rented it. My parents, like, let me rent it. Oh, it's Pee-wee. And I, like, watched that version of it, and it was just fucked up and weird. And um, But that's what he wanted to do. He he should have been on Adult Swim in between Eric Andre and Tim and Eric and stuff. Like, that's, like... But it didn't exist. But what he was doing was big. Like, he wanted to make, like a like, a, a mock kind of, like, make fun of it, fucked up, yeah, death to Smoochie, like, kids show thing or whatever, years before that. He was, like, weirdly ahead of his time. Because all of this stuff would completely have a home now. It yes. might not even be that interesting anymore. It's just like, okay, well, cool. Yeah, not that weird. It's been done, you know. It's been done. But, yeah, he was like, they're like, well, we'll give you, like, a million dollars if you, <laughs> like, a kids show. And he's like, fine. And he just has to do it or whatever. So he's like, Rob Zombie, like, told him where the bathroom was or something. He said he only interacted with him, like, a little bit, but he seemed kind of, like, nonplussed about the whole thing. And it became this big thing, and it warped all of our childhoods. Like, I'm glad it happened that way. Like, I'm not glad for Paul Rubens that it happened that way. I mean, he was successful, and that's great, but he didn't... He didn't want people to be that surprised when he got caught with his dick out in a gay porno theater. He wanted people to probably be like, well, yeah... Like, that's the kind of guy that this guy is. He's, like, kind of like a wild, creepy dude that does this thing at, like, 11 o'clock at night on Friday, like, right before Mystery Science Theater 3000 comes on or whatever. It's just like, oh, look at this. It's like a, like a late show. And I guess, that, like, that's what it would have had to have been. It would have had to have been in, like, for what he wanted to do. In, like, a late show, maybe not format, not interviewing people like Conan O'Brien or whatever, but, like, kind of in that time slot, sort of, and it's just, like, you're up late and this weird thing comes on. But the thing is, I think that, like, he would have ended up in the same situation no matter what because maybe it was like, okay, you got your, like, late-night fake kids show TV thing. Like, that flew for some reason. It developed this cult status. And then somebody, like, it, like with Freddy Got Fingered or whatever, is like, oh, now you need to make a movie. But it has to be, like, kind of for kids. <laughs> and it would have been like, okay, but I don't know how to do that. You know what I mean? It's like selling like action figures from the movie Aliens. It's like, uh, whose kids were watching this? Like, that shouldn't be happening. What the fuck is going Mine. on? How do you... <laughs> Not yeah, my well, kids, yeah, we... but me as you, a kid. <laughs> yeah, your parents' kid. 
But yeah, it was like, who's buying these RoboCop toys? That movie was rated like three R's in a row. Like, they don't even do that anymore. Like, like it was a RoboCop. It's like, do you want to see people like cocaine get their heads blown off for and like 15 solid minutes? Like, just like a machine, like a killer machine. It's like everything about that was designed to go either over kids' heads because they don't understand bitches leave or to actually scare the ever-loving shit out of them because Ed 209... Like was like a thing designed to give children nightmares. It bothered adults. Like, it was like the implication of it is one thing, but just purely it itself is like, you know, it's kind of like when you're like the idea of, of of an alien landing and it's like ET or something, but then also when the puppet itself is very nightmare inducing. It's like Ed Two Nine was a little like that in a way. Like it was too much, and then there's just action figures for it. So anyway, like. Like, somehow or another, Pee-wee would have ended up doing a kid's thing sooner or later. And then he would have had his dick out somewhere. And then, like, it all... It's, like, Final Destination, but it's just Pee-wee getting in trouble for being, like, a children's entertainer in a gay porno theater or something. Like, it's this unavoidable Donnie Darko timeline type thing for him. Yeah. And it only really could have been different, I guess, if it... Because the movie was pretty weird. Yes. And the movie, where was the movie in time? Do you remember any of this? Like, it, like, was the show out for like a year? And then the movie happened? Because the movie was like 86. Or something like that. It was pretty early in the 80s. Well, that's that technically I don't know. mid-80s. And then... I saw the movie before I saw the show. Like, so my parents showed, my dad showed me Pee-wee's Big Adventure before I even knew about the show. And then... So I always assumed the movie is what made them start the show, but I—I I don't. I, oh, that's a good the other way around. Yeah, I think the show was first because I remember watching that when I was really young. Like it was like before, like it would be on in the morning before I had to go to kindergarten, and it just made having to go to fucking school like all the more bitter. Notice I don't say bittersweet because there's nothing good about it. Like it was just like you know, I, I met Bernard in, in kindergarten. That was fine. That was good. That's important. But that was about it. So uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out in 1985. So 85. Well, when did the show start? Let's 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 examine that. Because my memories, I was like a. a, uh, a I was right. Came out in 86. So okay, so first, uh, that makes sense in a lot of things that I've read. Um, when they were creating the character, they were creating the movie with Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah. So. And Danny Elfman. I mean, I guess that's how we knew who Pee Wee was was from that movie. Okay, the way Rob Zombie tells it, it, it made it seem kind of like he got right off the HBO special and like, or maybe it was like they were trying to do the show at the same time as the movie and the show. Kept... Probably. I mean, think about it. The movie came out in 85, the show started in 86. I don't know. I have no idea. Because it takes a while to make movies. So I guess... But the tone of the movie, though, still, it wasn't, like, as adult as his weird HBO thing. Like... Or maybe I just don't understand tone as well as I think I do, because it just, like, I'm just used to the movie, but I forget how weird it is. And, like, why it was popular before the show was a thing is like almost hard to figure out. I mean, it was awesome. I guess I forgot. It used to be that you would do something awesome and it would become popular because it was good. There was less, you know, 
There's like three TV channels and there was like less movies came out and stuff like that. It's just like now it's just like a clusterfuck. But but, you know, it did feel like it's like really if you just did something good, everyone would see it. And again, I also don't. I assume the movie was a hit, too, because I always get this wrong. So it was like, no, 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 no one gave a shit. It just became a cult classic later. And it's like, oh, I don't remember because I saw it. Like, Labyrinth was like a bomb. You know, but it's like, we all saw it and everyone loves it. So I you assume it was a box Pee-wee office hit. It wasn't. bombed. It didn't necessarily. They made a sequel. Yeah. They made that Big one Top Pee-wee. That Top sucked ass. Sucked. And then he did one, like, in 2014. Like, I couldn't even watch it. It was, it was like, really it was awful, actually. Like, I I like that the the best part was though is when that came out it was when people could still leave comments on Netflix they got rid of that you know because it was just gonna be you know the fucking Trump's gonna save us from the kids in the tunnels being captured by pedophiles we're like okay we're done but like yeah it was like a lot of people being really mad that you know it was like Pee Wee's like weird elderly coming out film and. It was just like a personal love note to his friends or something, which is like admirable and, and neat, but it was just... Yeah, it just wasn't... It didn't... wasn't well, very funny. Uh, yeah, it was, like, I mm. wanted it to be good, and I definitely wanted to like it because it's clearly made a lot of people really mad. <laughs> They're like, my kids watch this. I'm like, okay, again, like, this is a... This is the guy who... Like, are you... Like, when you, you're like, I let my kids watch this, and it was all about gay stuff, which they shouldn't be mad about anyway, because they're obviously pricks, but, like, also, like, so didn't you know, like, weren't you off of this trip when he got in trouble or whatever, or are are the parents on this thing younger than even we are, and, like, they're, so they're just, idiot, you know, they're just those 23-year-old people with a 5-year-old kid that are like, I want to watch this, and it was gay, I don't like it, like, I don't know. Or maybe those were all Russian bots. Maybe that was the first wave of like election interference. The 2014 Netflix comments on Pee Wee Herman's elder, elderly gay coming out party adventure across America. <laughs> movie was like I don't even know what it was about. I don't either. I can't he kept trying to like hang out with his friend and like it was on a road trip, so it was like you know. I think that's not to like pick the third fucking really bizarre peewee movie apart or anything but it's like the first one was a road trip movie you know and the second one yeah it was he's like a scientist who made a circus or something like i really i can't remember because he made scene out of that movie so. i remember okay let's talk about big top peewee for a minute let's i can't talk not because i don't remember well okay let's see if i jog anything i remember like one thing which was like one part of the concept it was like I don't remember why they were trying to shut down the circus. That, I don't know. But he was like a food scientist or something. He made a hot dog tree or something. Like, like a, no, this was like in the movie. He was in like a greenhouse. And he made like a hot dog growing plant. But he added some weird thing to it. And it made the hot dogs all small. And he's like, oh, I'll just grow cocktail weedies. And it was like, okay. He operates a fantastical farm with taking he, animals and hot dog trees. With talking yeah. animals and hot dog trees. I forgot the One animals talked to this. One day after a giant tornado hits, Pee-wee finds a circus has landed in his yard. He befriends <laughs> the manager, Mace Montana, Chris Christopherson, oh, and yes, develops a crush on the trapeze performer. Even though he already has a fiancé. Pee-wee, you dog. Mm-hmm. 
Fee you hot dog tree. Wait a minute. I think I remember that part. Because, <laughs> like, the little cocktail weenies yeah, turn all the old crabby people into how babies. I, remember this? I just remember the weird. Um, they would, like, the maybe wear, co- like, a hat and a trench coat. Like, Whoa, I just like, remember shrink. the trapeze performer and him, like, following her into the trailer or something weird. Pee-wee tries to <laughs> tell about the new circus, but she had, like, a really rad costume. Uh, but most of the residents want it gone and harass Pee-wee because of it. July 22nd, 1988. Yeah, but then he turned all the old people into little kids with the tiny wieners, and then they were like, they, then they loved the circus because they were the, the wonder of being children again. So and then I they, am, they stayed uh, I'm going to say this, that, um, I'm going to take that back and I'm going to give Big Top Pee-wee another go. And, uh, That's what we actually we around, should have done. Is next I mean, time I, we come around, oh, we can, uh, we can. We should have rewatched and reviewed Big Top Pee Wee. That's what this really should have been. I mean, that's well, fine. Pee Wee's Big Adventure is a, a uh, obvious classic. It, uh, I don't know, shaped my life. I don't know. Yeah, no, my life, it made man, us. It changed my life. It's almost hard to talk about because it for sure changed the court. Like as far as. Like I if, think it's it's a, a big part of our friendship because it's oh yes. both of our favorite. Well, kind of both of our favorite movies. Ghostbusters is slightly uh, over Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Just kind of. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. But it's okay. Like, I, I kind of... We were talking about this at work a while ago. Like, I, I kind of hate the idea of, like, favorite anything. Like, for real favorite, like, I have some de facto... Like, I kind of am... I guess, like, Nine Inch Nails is my favorite band. I can't pick a favorite band. That's, just like, be, one thing or But like, no. that's a little easier for me because of... It's just the most inspiring as far as, like, the music that I make. So I'm able to kind of say that, even though definitely I've had other favorites over the years. I can kind of just point to that and go, like, I think it's my favorite thing. I don't even listen to it really much anymore, sometimes. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of is because it is. Movies are really hard, though. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, I don't know. They're so short. There's not albums, multiple albums full of the same movie for you to sit there and listen to. It's a movie. Like, you can go, oh, maybe all told Tarantino might be my favorite director. And because one of his movies is one of my favorite movies, which is Pulp Fiction, but I like a lot of his other movies, too. And so I'm like, okay, I suppose I could say that. But I don't even know how accurate that is. So going, oh, I have a favorite movie is just deranged. Like, you'd have to go, this is a, this is my it's, favorite 80s movie. This is my yeah, favorite 80s that's... sci-fi movie. This is my favorite 90s sci-fi movie. This is my favorite movie that doesn't like have do any explosions in it, like say, Stanley Kubrick like, made. I have like, you know, 20 films that I really, really like a lot. And then I have five that are like, that were very, very meaningful to me. You know, I don't necessarily put them in order, but it's just like, when I think about, oh, your favorite or oh, whatever, it those just yeah. kind of pop up. I, but when it comes to movies, I very much have a... A lot of opinions. <laughs> no, I know, and so, I do too. And I mean, a lot so of them are like kind of the same. Listing them and stuff is would is tough. And I no, and see, so yeah, we were talking about again at work that it was just kind of dumb. It's like, well, I can, I just have a set of favorite movies. It's like you know, it's like, but you can't. They're hard to compare to. It's like I do, and I was think I was talking about this to myself on my solo one I did, but I was talking about how like I only like the like the four biggest things or best things in any genre of music you know i'm like well you know it's like i like these industrial bands and i like and they tend to kind of be the big things though it's like rammstein and nine inch nails and it's like well what about like front 242 and vnv nation i'm like well i like those things but it's like 
I kind of am an elitist in the weird, ironically, on you know, where people are like, I only listen to stuff that one other person's heard of, and that person's me and the guy <laughs> in the band or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I only like stuff that's actually fucking really good. And guess what? Sometimes the thing that sells 50 million records is because, like, you know, like, yeah, like this Nine Inch Nails is just a tiny bit better than Einstein Newbotten or whatever. Like, it's, you know, it's just, oh, no, I want to. To pretend that I I super care about a guy banging on a piece of metal through a distortion pedal with like no notes in it for an hour, but that that like I, and I'm, I mean, I'm oversimplifying all this. Kind of cool, but I mean, it, is. it is certainly not like I'm not hating on it either. But yeah. when I just say my favorite stuff makes me seem kind of posery, I'm like, well, yeah, because it's good. It's like really, your your favorite you know drop tune metal thing is like Mashuga. I'm like, yeah, because everything else is just a bad version of them. So like, why the fuck would I listen to like after the burial? I don't give a flying fuck about that. It's like Mashuga, but different in such that it's not quite as good. Although like, when great. you when you do reach our age, you do just literally stop caring at all. I did that pretty early on, but yeah. And what matters and who but, cares about what. But let's say this. Pee-wee is like, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is way up there is a very important movie for us because it was like a VHS tape that we both enjoyed in the, I mentioned it too in the last one about like how long I've known you. Like, we're like, when people are like, oh, you guys used to date. They probably feel like that's in like 2017 or something. It's like, yeah, I, no, no, no. I it's like in like 2001. Yeah. Like we were already <laughs> living together when September 11th happened. Yeah. Like, it was y'all. Some of y'all were all born babies, yet. So sh- yeah. Well, some <laughs> of the people look at the podcast metrics. Like, there's a lot of listeners that are older than me, but you know, and whatever. But nevertheless, it was like a very, very long time ago. It was in the time of having owning like six VHS tapes and like being like, well, let's, we both know we like Pee Wee, so we just watch that over and over again. But yeah, and I, but I, it was one of those things I've watched ever since I was a kid, and I, I would gleefully just put it on and watch it right now. Like, and be pretty amused by it or whatever. Like, it, 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 it's like, I I think that I'm a little bit immune to pure nostalgia. And I think we've proven this by going back and watching, like, like the Ghostbusters cartoon that yeah, I remember that's... being really great. Or the, yeah, X, me too. the X-Men cartoon. That oh, was yeah. the best one. Because <laughs> that one you, was actually really, was really bad. Terrible. You, but you go back and watch B- Batman the Animated Series, it's fucking phenomenal right now. Like, the old ones from, like, 1993 you know what's are really goddamn funny? great. I remember as a kid being, like, slightly just being like, eh, I kind of don't want to watch this. It's, like, kind of a drag. It's kind of a little What's slow. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, my God, it should have just been for adults. <laughs> it, it was, but I liked it as a kid, like, a lot. Yeah, no, and, I, and, I get you. It's just for but, me, like, it's just funny how now it's like, oh, yeah, Ghostbusters... You know, the cartoon was just so amazing, and I was like, what fucking Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to it's watch. Like, this doesn't make any sense, and I hate this. Yeah, and it's like, you're like, oh, you're just nostalgic for Batman. I'm like, no, I was, I, I think I... Ah, who I, let say me that, say No, well, so let me good. say this. Let me just make the comparison. Because as much as I didn't ever see Batman the Animated Series as a drag, I did see X-Men as a little bit more like, ooh, there's a new one of these. Like, this is really exciting. But now when I watch... So I, I have more nostalgia for the X-Men cartoon. But yeah. when I watch both of them now, I'm like, I would gladly rewatch every episode of the Batman. Like, looking at them, I'm like, I can keep watching these. The X-Men, I'm like halfway through one. I'm like, this sucks. Okay. I have some of the Batman series on DVD. Like, I'll still watch it. Yeah. Like, it's- I had them all, like, downloaded on some laptop, of you know, kind of in between the DVD and streaming times. Mm-hmm. And I would just, when you get weird things off the internet, and I would just watch them. And, like, but Batman's not Pee Wee. Not, not yet. 
I don't know what I mean by that. But the thing is, yeah, no. But, but the reason we're bringing this up, though, is talking about Pee-wee's Big Adventure as an old standby that it's not nostalgia. It's not just like, well, you just like it because you remembered it as a kid. I'm like, yeah, but there's plenty of things where I thought I would still like it and I rewatch it as an adult. Because here's the thing. I think that that you and I are more discerning people than some. I've definitely had arguments with people about how, you know, they're like, they're defending something that's just fucking objectively stupid as shit. And they just liked it when they were a kid. And I'm like, I even would like it too, but I'm like, it's not good. Like, it is though. And I'm like, no, you're under the spell. When stuff stops being good, I, as I get older and I look back, I cut it loose. Like, this is just absolutely terrible. You know, it's, it's like your family or something. You get older, you're like, okay, no more of these people. <laughs> Like, you just have fond memories of being a kid. That I know that are terrible, but like you watch ironically. That's just or you listen to ironically. I do a lot of that. Well, like, that's fun. It's like I know degree. this isn't good. I really know, but it's it's just it's a it's, things it's fun will, to like dial down that avenue and like go down that memory lane and like yeah. feel those feelings again. Or looking at things that you didn't oh, like and realizing it was awesome. That's my favorite <laughs> that's thing. That's another thing. Because that also flies in the face of everybody's crap about how it's like, it just so happens that music was perfected when I was 13 and it's all the <laughs> biggest, dumbest shit that was on MTV. I'm like, you're an asshole. Like, no, you know this isn't We all, no, it's not good. It was just, oh, you were sneaking away to a pop punk concert from your religious parents and then you just you kissed a girl during this awful dreck once and now you think <laughs> it's good. Just let it go. You know it's bad. Anyway, the um, the thing that I speaking of just music, like I thought that I hated Limp Biscuit, and I would ironically kind of like it sometimes and whatever. But then I went to go see them live in 2013 when the whole original thing went got back together as kind of a goof, as kind of a, a lot of people I know are going, and I think it's kind of funny. And I was dating someone that thought it was kind of funny. And we went, and they blew the goddamn roof off of the Varsity Theater. I had never had so much fun at anything. And I'm like, all right, I guess this is great. Like, and I mean, part of it is the band is a million times better than the singer. But even what they were doing, Fred Durst Live was actually really entertaining. And then the rest of them just were an absolute machine of a band. And I it can was just, see that for you. But, I mean, it rocked. It was just, like, fun. <laughs> Yeah, or the time I went to the triple... It's like I never hated Andrew WK, but I didn't care. And he did that, like, kind of solo show at the Triple Rock, and it was some of the most fun I ever had in my life. You know, it was just like... There's things where I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit about this. And I, then I would go back and see it when I was older, and then just be like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, what? And it's like, I didn't go buy a Limp Bizkit t-shirt or an Andrew WK t-shirt or whatever, but I was like, I will just mark down that I wasn't so correct in my shitting on it as I thought I was. Like, I was just noticing that dumbasses liked it, so I had to hate it. And that's fair. But I just, when you're talking about Pee Wee, you have to talk about nostalgia. Because, you know, yeah, like, Big Top Pee Wee, we should, we should watch that because it might end up being hilarious in that Limb Biscuit way, where it's like, I don't know, or in probably more accurately in the room Honestly, type I of a am, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I were am, just disappointed that it wasn't Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yes, yes. But it was like, yes. maybe now it's just dementedly weird. We're like, because hey. Because if you think about it, I, you know, it's, I never watched it as an adult. I never was like, oh, that's one that's I never went back and watched yeah, it. Well, that's, that's, that's the sucks. fucking aimless point I'm making here, but, is that I never went back and was like, about, is this like, actually hilarious? Because it's Ernest movies, like, all the Ernest <laughs> movies just rocked. Like, they were amazing. Yes. 
So I have a feeling, a feeling that we might just be, you know, we might be a little like, wrong about it. We were a little too but, judgy as yeah. judgy children, in which I know we were. Because, like, honestly, though, like, and it's I've said this before. They actually teach in film classes about Pee Wee's Big Adventure how it was written to, like, the exact way how you're supposed to like write a film, like it's a. Uh, you know, protagonist and like when it starts to get. Oh, the, know, the yeah, the the, there's um, there's is, two things the, that they do that with that I'm I'm fully on board with. It's yeah, it's it's Pee Wee for like like exactly how to ride the storm as where all the points happen. Yeah, but yeah. they're um, just also fun side note of eighties movies. They the script from Back to the Future is what they they use as like. You cannot write a more perfect script than okay. you could for the original. Back yeah, to the it was Future, like it was like tone and like whatever for yeah. Pee Wee and then. Uh, or tone, but the, the rhythm pacing, of the movie, yeah, pacing, pacing. Pa- yeah, that pacing is the right word. Uh, rhythm is what the pacing kind of is, but yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, 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 yeah. I, I, there's like a few and then the Princess like Bride was another one that they said was like one of the most perfectly written and whatever movies, and I'm like, eh, eh. It, it's, I mean, it, it is in a way, but I'm not, I'm not as much of a stand for that as some people are. Like the Princess Bride's great. But um, I don't. I actually didn't like it. But that's another one that I need to revisit because I it's think worth I it. Just oh, by the way, Alexis and I were at. Uh, I was getting a Kindle finally, and I got you know, <laughs> the old black and white. Well, because I'm tired. You know, it's like I want to read. She's giving you mine. I never use it. Oh, it's 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 like the newest one. It's like linked to, but okay. you know, it's it's the 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 one that looks like liquid crystal. It's like the one that's like paper. They still make those. And like, cause I'm like, I don't want one that's just basic. I have an iPad. Like, I like, I don't want to look at another fucking screen. I want to look at something like a book, but I don't want to wait for books to show up on my doorstep from. And then have just a ton of books. They also take up room and everything. Yeah. So it's like, I'm reading, you know, the, everything from Edward Bernays, all of his different propaganda books and stuff. And it's just like, you know, a way to not doom scroll when I don't have, you know, again, cause I have a 40 hour a week creative job. That's like, so it's like when I get home, sometimes I'm like, what do I do? Like, what am I going to make more stuff? You know what I mean? And then maybe I should, but sometimes I'm just not in the mood, but it's like, do I really want to watch old episodes of always sunny? Or should I actually, should I maybe like read a book that I've never read before? I don't do enough reading. So I got into that. But anyway, we we're just at target and target has that thing where the, the meme, the memory is correct. Where you go in and it's just like you end up leaving with stuff you didn't want. You always feel like you're above the average person who's like, I went to Target for one thing and it came up with a million other things. And it's like, yeah, I don't care about stuff. You have no power here. <laughs> but we walked past. They had like $5 DVDs and they were all things that literally was like it was like the Matrix. Like they like program as we walked around the corner, they all changed. <laughs> so they would be what we wanted. So it was all things oh, that we no. probably should have in our DVD collection, yeah. but just happened to not. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh, the, the, the Adam's Family 1 and 2 on one DVD thing for $5. Well, we need that. But they had newer things. They had like you know, Joker, the recent Joker movie. It's like, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I should have that on DVD. And don't you need your pander? You need your pander bear. You know, it was just, we just got, but then it was like, maybe we spent $35, but it was like for all these, like one of them was like the great outdoors and uncle buck, like on one DVD. <laughs> it's always it was like, wait, we need this, uh, space balls. Cause we have blazing set. Like Alexis is her dad showed her blazing saddles when she was younger. And we mm-hmm. watched it the day Gene Wilder died or whatever, like years ago and we were just dating and like, um, but I was like, 
you know, you like Mel Brooks. You like a few, I think she's seen like Young Frankenstein and stuff, but she never saw Spaceballs. Yeah, balls. oh my god, like one of the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's all these movies. In like, a way, I like, mean, they're all pretty like good. Like John but... Candy, Mel Brooks, Adam's Fit, like all these things. And I'm like, we need all of these. Like, I'm like, oh my god, Target won. But it wasn't like we spent like $190 either. It was still like reasonable because it's really fun living. DVDs are probably just of no interest to most people, but like, it's kind of exciting to find those and be like five dollar. The five dollar bin was an okay deal back when I was incredibly broke. Like you'd be like, you still could get like, oh, Terminator one and two are on this thing for like five dollars. Like I have five dollars. All right, Walmart. And then we just steal a bunch of the other ones. But like actually being like, hey, thirty five dollars doesn't really matter so much anymore. So like, let's get a bag of these. Like while we're here. <laughs> Also, we were looking at other things that we forgot to go back and get on the way out. So we, I think it was a net positive. There's some decorations that it's like, yeah, well, we can carry them around. How about we just swing back through? And then we forgot. And I was, you know, Ooh. and I mean, it's okay. And it's never come up again. It's fine. But because um, Target taketh and giveth, it's just one of those things. But yeah, um, not quite sure how I got on that. But DVD collection, something. DVDs, Pee Wee, yeah, I don't know. They did have a bunch of vinyl records, but we kind of avoided that because we do have a record player, but it's a Bluetooth record player, which is fun and everything. But when you are listening to vinyl records on a thing, sending digital ones and zeros through the air to a speaker, you're not getting the vinyl thing out of it. You know what I mean? No. Because the reason, and people... The debate, which is idiotic, by the way, because there's like one real scientific answer and that's the end of it. Yes. Vinyl records do sound better if, capital I, capital F, if it's a real, like they recorded everything to tape, not to digital, you know, whatever, like hard drive. They recorded all like real instruments to two inch tape or whatever Mm -hmm. in a real studio and then took that and then press that into a record. And then you put that record on a record player that goes through like an an actual amp into like speakers old mm-hmm. school or whatever there's a warmth and 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 thickness to that sound because you're you're hearing the full wavelength it is a reproduction but you're hearing 100% of it uh, you know like you're not hearing a thing that has a sample rate like the highest sample rate ever never quite gets to like analog synthesizer microphone tape record player you know, vinyl record, record player, speakers like Wendy Carlos. Like you, you don't, you don't, you don't get it unless you do that whole ass process, whatever. Or even if it's a guy, if it's Charles Manson with an acoustic guitar, whatever it is. I remember I grew up with that shit. My yeah, my uncle, my dad, and everybody they were really into in their it, in it, nice like receivers and yes, big like really tall uh, speakers and oh yeah, that, and it was. Yeah, it was like a whole process. And, it, and, and it's a, a subwoofer that was like different. It was like the size of a, I don't know. It was like a huge cube. It had to be, yeah. yeah like they couldn't do it. Separate, I mean, the one in, the one in my studio could like um, set off car alarms yeah. like right now. And it's like, it, I mean, it's a little big. But I mean, the, it only, like that thing is unbelievably loud. But the, the yeah, and I'm not saying it's like, oh, you're not really hearing the music unless you listen to it like that. I don't give a flying fuck. I just use Spotify and tell it to, like, do its best. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't even look specific things up anymore. And it's like, I'm in the mood for something a little like Dean Martin because I'm eating spaghetti. <laughs> you figure it out, algorithm. I don't give a shit. But 
if, again, there's a lot of, people do not deal well with if-then statements, which is the core of logic, which, okay, that's why they don't do well at it. But, like, you know, if you are going to buy records and whatever, it's like, then well, then make sure that they're actually pressed off of, like, the tape recordings and then you're listening to it on a real record player setup. Or else you're just wasting everyone's time and your money. You know, it's like if it if it's a digital reproduction that someone pressed onto vinyl and you're gonna listen to it on a Bluetooth record player, that then it's your phone and your car is gonna sound better. Like it doesn't matter. You know, it it's so is it like I like the big art though. That was you know, it's like, oh you get purple rain on actual like it's mm-hmm. tempting, but I'm like, if we start buying these, which are a lot more money than the five dollar DVDs, by the way. Uh, we might have to start getting into like making an actual, getting an actual belt driven record player with a receiver and sticking that somewhere in the house. And it's like, do we want to be those people? Does it matter? I don't think so. And movies are different because streaming is kind of fucked up. Like even when you buy it rather than renting it, it's like, well, this service got sold off. And so that's gone now. I'm like, okay, but didn't I buy? So, but you get a DVD, you actually have it. You're like, okay. And someone... Probably as long as we all shall live, even if they're like, we don't really put DVD players in anything anymore. It's like, I guarantee you can go on Timu and order one from China, no matter what, because they know. Like, some old person is going to be glad to pay $9 for a DVD player from China that'll show up in three days that you can just use. Like, fuck that. They're never going to be able to... Well, Apple doesn't make one. It's like, well, China does. So (laughs) eat a dick. Like, I can still plug this into my goddamn TV and watch it. So I'm going to buy these DVDs and Target knows what's up because they were like, here's an entire wall of everything that you were like, should we probably have this? We should have this. And yeah. And um, on that note, I don't think I have Pee-wee's Big Adventure on DVD anywhere. Had they had it there, I would have bought it in a second too. But they certainly don't have Big Top Pee-wee. We might actually have to try to find that. Mm-hmm. I think I do have Pee-wee's Playhouse DVDs somewhere. Like, either that or that I was watching someone else's. Did Derek have those? I feel like I had Derek. a block of them from Ooh, somewhere. We watched that. Oh, could have been Cass. Actually, it was Cass. He oh, borrowed, he, I borrowed, he borrowed them, them too. from that guy. Okay, well yeah. then, I need to get my own, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm positive it was him. Yeah, I should probably... Because it's not like a giant, crazy expenditure or anything. Like, just get some of this stuff that I know I'm always going to kind of want to be able to go back to. And in some strange, forgotten future, might it might get hard. You know, like, oh, I don't... I've uh, still got your Beavis and Butthead on VHS and your... Yeah, and taped off a TV. Yeah, like everything, so... That's that's amazing that that exists. Well, the problem, though, is... (laughs) VHS is not as eternal as it. A DVD you could like leave in the case and just not touch, and it'll just be there in a thousand years. Like VHS degrades even when you're not watching. We're not even going to be around in a thousand years since. Well, okay. When I say that, I don't mean. (laughs) You know, in a thousand years, I mean in in, in nine more years, those VHS tapes will be unwatchable. And I'm just saying the DVD players will be in or the DVDs. I'm going to try that out. Nine years. We'll have to make a bet. Um, we should maybe watch them right now and see if they even work. They All may right. not. My, my fucking VCR still does. Oh, yeah. No, the machine of the VCR. I, I, I just I mean watched the, the tape Freddy's itself Dead is very... Not that long ago. Like, okay. a year ago. And those are probably just as old. But I do think that those, those fucking awful Best Buy tapes where I tape shit off a TV might not last quite as long. Plus, I've already watched those so many times. But, I mean, 
I'm not saying they're going anywhere necessarily all that soon. I just mean that when it comes to me going, uh, maybe I should get DVDs of things. I know that, you know, again, if some kid's not chewing on them or whatever, it's like they'll probably just be there so I can watch them on my, watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure at my deathbed the way I plan to. You know, like, it'll be there. It'll be fine. You know, they'll be like, we don't stream anymore. It turns out it caused cancer. It's like, well, I'm dying of cancer, so can I stream? They're like, no, no. It'll hurt other people. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to care about that on my way out. But anyway, it won't matter. The ace up my sleeve will be the Pee-wee's Big Adventure DVD <laughs> that I hopefully just randomly find at Target. I know I can order it off the internet right now and have it show up at the house tomorrow, but the thrill of the hunt is important. I've got that on VHS. Yeah, I used to. That's the thing. I, I had I a lot of VHS. It on I don't. DVD, no, I had I had a lot of things on VHS. Actually, you know what though? Probably it's on a VHS tape at my parents' house. Like right, I probably only have to ask them, and they'll go, "What? I don't know." And I'll be, "All right, I'll come over and find it." But like, it may exist there. They've hung on to like, they have like, or upstairs they have those th- the, the like the tip open like like they don't slide out drawers but they like lean open they're full mm-hmm. of like vhs tapes or whatever there's like a, all kinds of stuff in there that was in the basement for years and years and years or whatever uh you know probably like jurassic park on vhs like from 1994 or whatever like i guarantee that yeah <laughs> no and we had again we had a lot of we had a lot of the same things like i mean we, we had slightly different different experiences with the alien franchise but <laughs> Nevertheless, it was an important part of my life. I was younger lives. than you, and I had an evil dad. <laughs> evil dad. Evil dad, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, that... That's almost a whole thing all by itself, too. Like your relationship with the Aliens movies, because... They're great. They're that's amazing. the thing. They, 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 but they, I'm traumatized, so I can't watch them. Yeah. Like, and that's so, like, oh, my God. And, too, I, I would, um, Mitchell, uh, one of the glass blowers at work, makes uh, xenomorph pipes and stuff. And, like, I mean, I think I showed you the one he did. He made one that was pretty, like, um, standard, you know? It was just, like, a black one kind of on all fours or whatever. And it was, like, a custom piece for somebody. But he's been doing it more. And for, like, the black light show, he made this thing. It's got, like... Like, the tail, like, goes around it, and it's, like, connected into the back of its head, and it's, like, where it has, like, three tits. Like, it's, like, wild. Like, he's kind of taking his own, kind of like some of my tattoos from Pookie or whatever, where I was, like, take the Giger thing and go kind of out of control with it or whatever. It's, like, he's doing that in these, you know, these glass, you can actually smoke drugs out of. They're functional things that, like, whatever, but, um, like... Does it still, like, when I see E.T., I still kind of go, like, I wish I wasn't looking at this. Like, do you get that a little bit from Alien still, or or has it been... Uh, It's not like that. I can look at stills and be fine. Okay. Uh... Didn't we watch Aliens, though, like, once, like, together or something, and you were, like, just chewing your nails out? Like, I swear to God, we actually sat through it. I don't know if we got through the entire thing. There's... It gets to be intense for me to it's like, I just turned it off. I can't, no, can't do it. I feel like maybe, and I don't know, this is like a false memory. I thought we got all the way through it once. And I will say that too, like, though I wasn't traumatized by it, I give that movie, like, Aliens, the second one, 
I give that movie like definitely an award for like, God damn, I'm just like digging my fingernails into the chair. Like that mm-hmm. movie is like a, just like, yeah, there's like occasional jump scares, but it's like, it's not even really based entirely around that. It's just the, the, the stress that, in that I, movie is yeah, crazy. It's, that's it's part like, of it ah! too. That's part of it too. Um, also the sounds, the, the noises, mm-hmm. the, just how everything is set up. Um, now seeing it on like 4k or whatever, and, or just on like, you know, a really nice flat screen TV, they look like comical and bad and they, they show them too much. Yeah. So it kind of, it's easier for me to watch. I couldn't possibly watch it on VHS, which I have it on. The shadowy CRTV. Yeah. It's so dark where the, the, you know, that actual like puppetry and really everything just like, made it seem so real. Well, there's so many things like that, too, where, like, those big 4K TVs and stuff would be like, oh, you can see the glue sticking Johnny Depp's mustache on in parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it was never, even something that new was still not meant for you to be able to see it that well. And so, like, some of those older movies that used, like, all this, this practical effects and puppets and things were amazing, but when you could see it clearer than the people who originally watched it in the movie theater just in your house... It does kind of... Takes away a little bit of the magic. It takes some of the and smoke and mirrors out of it. Yeah. Just seeing it plain. So when... Because in Aliens, they're way more visible. And I was just too afraid to, like, look before because it was, like, always so dark and intense. But it's, like, now that I can see everything, it's, like, that just looks kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of... it's It's... If you really want the experience of it, I wouldn't like watch it on it. I'd have to watch find like an old tube VHS TV. on a tube TV. Yeah. <laughs> watch it on a wood paneled TV on a yeah. VHS tape from the eighties. It says the pan and scan. It's not even letterbox. <laughs> like with the pan and scan, you don't know what's around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> I love pan and scan, especially the Ghostbusters version. <laughs> I actually. <laughs> I, I have that. to say I super hate the Ghostbusters version because it it now it's that confusing. I now that I know the difference I realize how weird it was to watch it like that. We're like, who's he talking to? What's happening? That, like, though. well, it's I mean I love it in the way that I'm sure we're going to love Big Top Peewee, but <laughs> you know it's like oh look he fed everybody tiny wieners and they turned into toddlers and then they watched the circus and then they went home with Peewee. Like no, see I don't think Peewee was a pedophile though. I would really want to say or Paul Rubens. I think he was a pervert. Yeah. But there, but for the grace of God. Uh, a lot of people are perverts and they don't I, do anything. All, uh, whatever. There, but for the grace of Satan, go I. You know, I, well, yeah. Like, I. Yeah. Uh, where else would you, like, you know, masturbate if not in an th- adult theater? Well, there was no internet. What is the motherfucker going to do? It was just like, you want to watch gay porno, and it's like, that was when was this? Like, the mid to late 80s? It's like, yeah, there's like VCRs and things, but still, you'd have to go buy that. I guess it is sort of, yeah, but no, okay, okay. So we know that the real truth is, when you're, you're, when you're jerking off at a gay porno theater, it's so that other people see you jerking off and, and do the one thing in porno that doesn't happen to anybody, except for in those theaters for real, which is someone catches you and they go like, well, why don't you let me help? And <laughs> that's the whole thing. It's like, you don't want to go to a truck stop necessarily. You might not have a truck, 
But you can go, if you live in New York, you can just like ease on down to the theater and there'll be some like-minded individuals in there and you can just jerk each other off or whatever. Like that's the, that's the whole idea. That's why you don't just get, you know, a VCR, like, because no one else is in your apartment. That's the problem. And yeah, there was no Tinder. There was no yeah, grinder. Yeah, what are you going to, yeah, there was that. no grinder. And that's, that's the thing. It was like. It was kind of like a, you know, as far as hookup culture goes with all that stuff was like was a big thing. And that was like a spot for that. That's what you could do. You know, you, how to make friends and influence people with your dick out. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, win friends and influence, whatever that actual book was. But yeah, like, and then the other, I like to believe this anyway, but some people had suggested that the, the undercover cops that caught him were actually off duty just. Yeah, oh. there, but they recognized mm-hmm. him or something. Mm-hmm. Undercover cops. Yeah, why were they following Paul around? I don't know that they were. Yeah, it's like <laughs> uh-huh. oh, like isn't that just literal? Like basically the definition of shooting fish in a barrel. You're like okay, like so we want to catch gay people jacking off. Like so, let's go sit in this gay theater till we see it. It's like okay, <laughs> either they're allowed to exist or they're not. Like, either this theater can operate its business or you shut them down. But you're just going to go, no, no, it's fine. We're just going to chase individual people around in here. No, they were already there. What makes me think. And they saw um, a celebrity. Yeah, this is what makes me think of the uh, Trailer Park Boys. Where, like, pretty much the entire police force is gay. And they're like, we're going to go, you know, supervise the Chippendales. What are you going to do? You're going to be here at the liquor store. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, you know, it's fine, but they just, you know, like, why? We, I think we will never know what really what really happened that day. Like, and again, headcanon's always my favorite thing, where it's like, I prefer to think that those cops were there to jack off and hook up with dudes, and, and, and they made a pass at, at Paul. He's Paul when he's jacking off in the theater. And... <laughs> And he was like, mm, no thanks. You know, he's just like, I wish uh, I could do a better Pee Wee because it was, yeah, 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 yeah. I can hear it in there. Come in red, you know, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, well, you know what? Like, like he might have, he's like, I'm fucking, I'm fucking Pee Wee Herman. I can, I can fuck, you know, better dudes than you. And they took it personally. And he didn't know they were cops. Like, he was just like, mm, you seem like a bunch of fucks. And I don't, I don't, I don't care. There's going to be other. There's going to be better dudes jacking off in here later. It's a long movie. I'm going to wait it out. You guys could kick rocks. And then they're like, well, you know what? I think that you're like a like a children's entertainer. And you we're turned gonna... us down and we're hurt. So. And I mean, is that an unrealistic story? I don't think it is. Like, I think that still happens to this very day. Like, every 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 minute. Like, there's there's somebody, uh, you know, pouring their heart out to someone who ends up turning him down. They're like, well, you're fat anyway. But their version of you're fat anyway was you're going to jail, I guess. And it's like, we were in here to to catch you is what? Yeah. <laughs> it was a honeypot thing. And if, if we were going to do this the easy way where we all suck each other off and then you go to jail or the hard way where there's none of that and you go to jail and you get told on to everybody. And everybody goes, did you hear what? <laughs> and they're like, people don't jack on what? And it was that pervert. That pervert. He's touching children. The funny thing too is when I was like ten or eleven, it was around the age when everyone pretended that they weren't jacking off. You know, it's just like I wouldn't do that, and it's like everyone oh. was. You know, like <laughs> yeah, it's like, or that's, it was like a you were just like you yeah. 
So they're like, well, you, I can't imagine doing that. And he was in a theater. It's exactly like the other thing we were talking about earlier, which, you know what, just for fun, I'll edit it. I wonder if people can guess what I'm talking about, where, uh, you know, you're like, someone goes, you shouldn't be doing that. And it turns out, oh, it was actually okay. But then at the same time, they discover, but there's all this sex going on. And I mean, that probably shouldn't be happening, right? And it's like, yeah, it was the same thing with Pee Wee, where it's like, like no nobody masturbates, you know you do and everything. You're like, and then they're like, and on top of that, in public, my stars, this has to. He shouldn't be doing his show. That's the, you know the other funny thing is, is it was in that era of eighties parent Siri for fuck's sake, shut up. Uh, but it was in that era of latchkey eighties parenting where it's like every kid was watching Pee Wee and probably no one's parents. You know, much like no one knows what's happening backstage at a giant arena industrial My parents concert. certainly never spoke of it. No. And the first time they heard about it was like, who is this man? What is happening? And then the uproar happens because then they went and like watched Pee Wee's Playhouse and were like, what the hell is going on? You're like, you're watching this pervert like a zombie. You know, it's an acid trip. And it's like, they were just, you know, again, that era of parenting, they're just checked out as shit. So it's like, oh, it, it, it got all this uproar, not just because, because I feel like it, it could have gotten kind of, not swept under the rug, but just kind of like, okay, who cares? <clears throat> but I think everyone simultaneously were like, okay, let's actually look at what our kids are watching. And they're like, oh, this guy, <laughs> this guy with his dick out. I don't know. Like what, that, hence all the out, outrage and everything. Um... That's probably what happened. So I think look back with, through the lens of like, not only, I know your, your folks were older and, but we're also kind of of that era sort of checked out, but it's like so many of us just had parents that were like 24. When you think about how young that actually is and checked out. And so they're just like, what? Should we be protecting our kids from this? It was the only thing that made them shut up. And now we got to talk to them. Like what? <laughs> Like, this is a nightmare, and it's all his fault, him with the bow tie. <laughs> you dared to make us think about our children. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, R.I.P. to a real one. Pee Wee Herman slash Paul Rubens. Uh, we're going to watch Big Top Pee Wee and do a review of it against, you know, what I would say better judgment. But, uh, and I hope that... I hope it is so bad that it's funny, you know? Like, I hope we didn't just hype this up to ourselves and then we watch it and it's like, okay, well, it is funny that he's like a farmer Reading with a hot dog tree. description sounds like we're missing out. I think so. <laughs> I think I've sat through worth, worse tripe for less of a good reason. So, you know, yeah. and then I, I, I... And I feel a little bit bad. I think it's... What a, what a perfect actual... We haven't really done anything. Uh, this podcast... But, but could you do any less, really? But have we done anything to memorialize Pee-wee? No. Uh, aside from uh, this this weird gesture. Um, but watching Big Top Pee-wee and doing more than one podcast. Because we're pretending doing podcasts is doing something. It is not. But, yeah, we're going to watch that and we're going to talk about it. We might even do... Maybe we should even break the, break the mold a little. And do kind of a... Um, shit-eating hoarders episode sort of like we show clips like that. i might put in a little bit more work than usual just for the fuck of it uh so we got to figure out how we're gonna get big top Pee. it's not as easy to get as big adventure so 
to figure out where it's, it's big though. That's really it's not, it's on what absolutely nothing. It's got to be on because everything it said I said something about MGM. I have MGM as its own streaming thing. Well, right, but you I can order know. things off of kind of anything. You like can I if think. you want to pay. Oh, I'll pay. For, <laughs> well, I don't. If I okay, if I'm going to work, yeah, MGM then, Plus. I've never heard of that uh, streaming service. I will. I will honestly say, if I'm going to work every single day of five days a week for eight hours a day, <laughs> and I can't afford to just pay to stream. Big oh, top Pee Wee. I'll fucking Amazon. eat a shotgun. Like, you know, yeah. I'm glad there's you a roof what? over my head, but it's just we like we might actually be able to just watch you, it on Amazon for free. Probably, yeah. If Amazon or Prime, Paramount it's like Plus, I don't have that. Uh, no, yeah, YouTube, we could just buy it off of YouTube. Yeah, I'm not excessively. Who's saying it's hard to find? It's just like, well, if you want to pay two dollars. Well, okay. I don't know. I just didn't know. I just saw the MGM Plus. I'm like, what the fuck is that? No, I thought you were saying there was in the article people were saying like, oh no, like no, that no, famous no, no, line no. when 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 uh, I don't know. when our friend Ben Hurley was explaining to our other friend Ryan Nelson like how to get uh, free leftover wristbands out of the garbage at Camp Snoopy or whatever oh, and could take a chick out a date and it was like this hour long conversation. And Ryan just eventually was like, Ben, I have a job. <laughs> Like, I think I might just pay the five bucks. I will, yeah, Mister. They also, like, <laughs> they also were telling me how to like go to the airport and get free food out of the dumpster. I'm like, and, and, why the fuck would I do that? And can I say that I love that? But I love being at least compared to them, sort of rich more. Like that's just great. I, I, I absolutely like. If if you ever go like, what is it all about? Am I doing anything creative or fun? If you're making a lot of money, you don't have to dig wristbands out of the garbage at Camp Snoopy to take someone on a date. And sometimes that's I mean, worth sometimes whatever it is that you're doing. Sometimes you can for the story, but I don't yeah, know. When not, you're old, it's Not past like, 24, mm. I think, maybe. Mm. that you know. Yeah. Mm. And I will... I like digging in the garbage. You know, like, absolutely. And I made... I made I made this giant, like, karaoke laser light show thing that in the basement. I, I will... I'm going to have a party where we, we do karaoke and I will turn this camera on. I will at least stream some of it for Funzos at some point just to see. And it's like, I didn't make it out of stuff I dug out of the trash. I made it out of stuff that I bought over different eras of my life, but for not very much money, really. It's like, oh, a hundred bucks worth of lights, a hundred bucks worth of speaker here and there over time. And it's like, well, it all still works. I'll just stick it all together with an old iPad and make, you know, something happen. And there's like a fun to that, but the whole like, you can only your only choice for going out is just finishing all the half full beers that you find around <laughs> everywhere. It's like kind of like in your thirties, getting to be a bit of a thing where you're just gonna accidentally get roofied, which has happened to me. I I I, I, I am an American hero. I was I was drinking leftovers at a bar once, older than I would like to, to admit. Mm-hmm. I was already dating Alexis. So I was easily in my thirties, and I got like so tired. I was almost had to be carried out, and I was like, I drank someone else's roofie. I am a fucking American hero. <laughs> like I just saved someone from getting goddamn sleep raped by oh my, my god. Because it's like I you know I'm like Barney Gumble, where someone could shoot me with bear tranquilizer in the neck and be like, oh, and just still be fine for a while. And then 20 minutes later, just be like, and then someone shoots a bear next to me and it just drops. Because it's like, oh, it weighs more than me, but it doesn't drink as much as me. So it's, you know, its liver isn't built for this kind of shit. So anyway, yeah, last week's Dear Asshole was, uh, no, we did Dear Asshole at the laundromat. Yeah, Dear Cheapskate Asshole, which is kind of funny because this is just what we were talking about. 
But it was everything we just said now, because I I did just do it, but the jig is up, you miserly penny-pitching Scrooge. Like, this is so funny. Like, I love the... It's it's like just unpunched-up drivel. Buy a colored television. Hell, go crazy and pick up a new roll of aluminum foil instead of using that same little wrinkled piece over and over again. I did say in the last podcast that I wonder either... Because this thing is a tome of mysteries that keep unfolding like the <laughs> fucking box at Hellraiser. Like, I, 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 but I'm like, okay, either they just picked anything and they just left the unpunched up, we'll fix this later, like unobtainium or whatever, but then just put it in, in Avatar, you know, instead of coming up with a better name. Like, it's all placeholders that stayed there. That's one theory. Or it was funnier. And then some dickhead editor watered it down. Because, like, I was like, oh, what if you were like... Uh, that little wrinkled piece over and over. I was like, I was gonna, I made a better joke about reusing the same condom. But then they're oh. like, oh, that's, yeah, look at that face. That's, and you're used to my bullshit, which I also talked about on the last podcast where I'm like, you're my favorite laugh track. The guest ones are great. But the problem is, is they, I'm newer to them. So it's easier, like, they actually like me. They get, like, I, it's easier to get a laugh out of Derek or Chris or whoever. You have been hearing my bullshit for like 25 years. You're like, eh. You know, so it's like, so when you laugh, I know it's good. That's the important thing. But, or when you go, ick, I'm like, yes, that was the right move. So, like, don't you keep using the same condom, you cheapskate. And it's like, that would have been amazing. And then someone was like, you can't put this in this book that we sell at the airport. Oh, God, you so could have been. It would have been 3,000 times Wouldn't better. it have been funnier? Yeah. Well, at that point, there's literally other people that you and I punched up better ideas in, like, less than 45 seconds. And this book was something people clearly, like, worked on to make money. And were like, it would have been funnier if they said this. Like, when Andy was on... I was just like, you know, Mer- I was like going back, like, you know, Meredith and I figured out it would have been funnier if they would have said this. It took us like three seconds. And like, how did this whole book come out? And then I talked to Andy about the, the McDonald's Taco Bell cup from another dimension. And yes. that was actually like one of the, uh, you know, when you pick the wrong grail, like if you actually, like me and Ben were both never have drank out of it because we thought we turned into a screaming skeleton or whatever. Like, we're like, this. We've said this a few times. Yeah, whatever dimension that came from, also this came out of the, like Stephen King's short story where if you didn't, you know, take a tranquilizer before you went through this teleporter, it was actually, you were there for like 50,000 years and you come out of the other end insane. It's called the jaunt. It's very good. People would come out with their hair would just be white and they just, like they would tip over and die like I have ten minutes later. Um, oh, that was also an episode of Buffy. It was based off of the jaunt, I guarantee it, because that was like early '80s, old before he was famous. <laughs> Stephen King short story, yeah. And like, because like the guy's son, it's like a Twilight Zone or something. It's yes, like, uh, yes, yes, yes. But I'm just saying, they also did uh, sort of a Buffy kind of thing. Like yeah, it's like, yes, oh, yes. what happens if you're actually not sedated during this? It's like you're awake for like billions of years and they just come out the other side <laughs> but you're like in st- you don't age or anything you're just like ah, just alone in your head for like that long it's just totally great it's lovely the, the Stephen King that the kid comes out the other end he's, he did it because he heard the story and he just had to find out you know he's like a f- six year old that's like I jumped out of the highest tree and I take any dare to eat a worm it's like I'll do this <laughs> he just comes out and he's like it's longer than you think dad <laughs> Tears his eyes out and I'm like, wow! I I want to. No one's ever made a short film out of that. And I'm like, I that would be easy to do too. Damn. The special effects wouldn't take much or whatever. And like, 
It's longer than you think, Dad. That's Just terrific. Barely past the Richard Bachman phase. So, dear asshole who won't stop for directions. Okay. Well, this was written by a couple of gals, so that this, we had to get to this. At 101, we had to get there. Um, <laughs> although by 2011, everyone's phone had a GPS on it. I should point this out. I, yeah, I had a, my dad gave me a GPS in like 2009, so. Yeah, and I think it was like phone powered by 11. Like yeah, because I, that's when smartphones came out was 2011. Well, smartphones came out in like 2007, but everyone had one by 2011. Okay, yeah, that's true. 11, 12, everyone had one. Yeah. It was when we started going like, that is why correct. are there tanks rolling down the street in Ferguson, Missouri? It's because like, oh, because everyone has a video camera connected to the internet now. Like, and that was around 2011. So it's like everyone for sure had the map programs and shit like that. But also, yeah, you had a Garmin or a TomTom in 2009, 8, even maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember it from tour. The only... The last tour that SMB did that we had to print out map quest directions was the MSI thing, which was in 2005. Mm-hmm. You know, another canceled real one. Who knows what he did? But uh, <laughs> probably something. Probably something like John K. Yeah, well, probably. So, Dear Asshole Who Won't Stop for Directions, again, this book came out in 2011, which is, I, I repeatedly say that because. Our theory that it was written by an AI was so good until we found out how old it was. God, that pissed me off. It can't be. That's why it's gone through. It's interdimensional. It's something. No, and yeah, and and, and if this is real, if at the end it's not. As I said, when the last page is done. Well, I actually had a new theory with Chris, though, the last time he was on. That these have kind of gotten a little bit better as we've gone. Because there was an episode Chris and I did. That was about how we're moving into a better timeline. Like, we're finding superconductors. Like, Trump's going to jail. Like, all this shit. We're like, are we moving into a better timeline? We were in the darkest timeline, you know, bet- literally between September 11th and Trump. Like, we're just moving more and more. And now it's like... I don't know. Oh, I still feel he, like I'm going to die, but... It's, we're all going to die. That, that, that's just... I, that's human. It's mortal. Mean, like, so, when will, will then be now? Yeah. <laughs> so, Read the book. It's all right. Yeah, but again, what I did just want to say real quick is when I get to the end of this book, that one thing I said to you where I'm just going to be like the Terminator 2 T-1000, like I'm just going to, tr- at the, when I get to the end of this, I'm just going to like throw the book over my shoulder. Like I'm going to get right up at like midnight at night or whatever. Like when we do this, I'm going to get up and just walk out silently and it's like you just know I'm going to go find the people who wrote this book. Like I'm just going to be, be right I'm going to be like. with you. I mean, like, blah, the very last page, I'll just be like, and blah, 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 P.S., you, you suck, or whatever it says, and I'll just be like, dun, 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 dun. I'll just get up, <laughs> and just, like, leave and be like, I'm just gonna walk, I'm not gonna get in my car, yeah, to wherever they are, and I'm just gonna, like, keep, like, ringing the doorbell of everyone who just, I'm sure this is a name, oh my God, no, but I'm gonna go through the phone book, Jillian and Michelle Madison, and just Michelle Madison just open it, it's like a different one, you know, it's some, it's not really them, it's like, say... That's a nice book. And then just blow their oh head off. Like, <laughs> no, Derek was telling a story when he was really, really mad about Punch Drunk Love. Have you seen that movie with mm-hmm. Adam Sandler? How he was just like so mad. Like he, he ripped the phone off the wall and drove like 
for three yeah i, I feel like derek would actually resonate like, with that movie kind of <laughs> because did, he was like I'd, I'd be so if it gets to this like, point i'm, I'm so, so i'm so, mad. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to rip a phone out of the wall and just drive three states to find this bitch in her goddamn office and just and he, beat the shit out of her with the phone <laughs> like yeah no i i absolutely love that and i love i love that derek found for whatever reason that movie you know like i because watching it that first time, I was like, that's the kind of anger that he would at least purport. Like, that that whole movie had moments that he would threaten to do. Like, I, 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 lo- I loved that about it. and, and that's, that's another one I wanted to revisit. And, uh, yeah, no, it's very good. I didn't appreciate it the first time. Around. No, it, it's a, we will, it's, you should watch it. It's, it's a we'll good movie. We'll make a list. But, but uh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking of, sorry. I had a, I had a little moment. Um, because I was thinking of Happy Gilmore when he goes like, uh, yeah, I, um, I was R. the first guy. Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Oh died right, Bob Barker died too. Yeah, yeah the president. Yeah, ninety-nine years old. Yeah, he he was a he got his he got as close to a hundred as he could without going over. He yeah. was a real one to the end. <laughs> yeah, that guy he was, he was like George Burns. He lived to basically be like a hundred. Like he was ninety-nine. He just had a couple months left till his uh, just like birthday. Betty White. But yeah, that's wild when those folks get that old. But. Yeah, we can just, talk about Bob Barker. We'll talk about Bob Barker next time. But hang on, no, I want to talk about. I just I, I i i i took a clip out of one of the other podcasts when I was talking about uh, comparing celebrities or like the royal family or whatever, where um, the people have an infatuation with them. But I compared mm-hmm. my. Inf- I'm interested in that, but in the way that I watch hoarders <laughs> was what I was explaining. Yes. Where and then Chris was dying. I actually clipped this out and posted it because it was like. I was like, no, I mean, like, I'm I'm fascinated, but more like it when when I watch hoarders, when it's like, oh, they for some reason ripped the toilet out of their bathroom and they're just shitting where it was, and then it gets like all the way up to the ceiling, and I don't know how they did that. Like, that's the the, the tone. Not like I look up to these people, but I'm like, wow, or whatever. But there, the the, the there was a pitch that I hit where I was like, yeah, and, and then you know, it's like after after four feet, I don't know how they did that or whatever. I realized it was from Happy Gilmore. It's like I took my uh, skate off and stabbed a guy with it. I was the first guy to ever do that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's what I was doing without realizing it. It's so ingrained <laughs> in my in my my um, genesis as a person. But anyway, dear asshole who won't stop for directions. Just admit it. We're lost. We've been driving around in circles for so long that I'm starting to feel dizzy. God, this is stupid. I know how, I know these streets better than my own neighborhood. Well, why aren't you driving, bitch? Yeah, wow. And we've cruised by that bank so many times, the employees probably think we're planning a robbery. That's almost funny, except for the whole premise is dumber than rocks because when you stop and ask directions, you're on vacation. You're not driving around in your hometown, and it's like you also, won't stop. Yeah, what? This doesn't even make sense. No, it's terrible. It's written. It seems like. It's, it, did they have a really bad like they were using a Game Boy to create AI in 2011? <laughs> like, like, why do I need to pull over when your bitch ass knows where we're going? Like, why don't I just oh, ask wh- the other person in the car yeah, where I should turn? Why don't turn? you just tell me where to go? Yeah. <laughs> You can just pipe up and mention that we've driven by the bank so many times. Like, why don't you stop and ask for directions? I know where we're going. It's like, would you like to tell me where we're going? Yeah. Or how about you sit on my lap and steer? It's 2011, <laughs> not 1941, nor are we in Iran. I believe you're allowed to drive. Okay. Maybe this came from Iran. Oh. oh. There's another theory. Keep moving. Yeah. It was just translated from. <laughs> like, oh, that's why it doesn't make any sense. 
Uh, no, but if a woman in Iran was mouthing off, like, her head would be on a stick. Like, this is that, you know. So it, I don't think that theory holds water. But we'll talk about it more later. I actually have a life outside of this vehicle. So stop being such a stubborn asshole and pull into a gas station for directions. But you already know where you are. I know. Maybe she can't talk. Maybe she's this person, this person, other person's imagining. I, and while you're at it, buy me a soda. Fucking A. Wow. All that gasping and fearing for my life while driving through that last ghetto made my mouth a bit dry. Jesus Christ. So. There's a lot to unpack. There is. <laughs> What's because here's the main thing. No, no, hang on. Before we get to the to that, because it's always funnier when it's anticlimactic. But the deal is, honestly, I don't. The the stereotypical, you know, overly simplified. You know what I'm talking about. When you're thirsty, soda is not the answer. Okay, like we are the fattest country in the universe, and. You know, when you're thirsty, you need to drink water. You might need electrolytes, but it's not going to be in a gas station soda. All that gasping made me thirsty. So I wanted a nice warm Hawaiian punch. Like, it's just not the right thing. Oh, also the ghetto thing's pretty racist. But yeah, like... <laughs> that was my joke. You thought I was going to bring up the ghetto right away. Did I? Mm. Well, by you, I mean the audience. Okay. And did they? No, they probably knew that it was a trick. They're gone by now anyway. They're not. People watched the last one to the very end, Good. like five minutes after it came out. I'm fucking Good. Gobsmacked. Finally, y'all are starting to pay attention to Dear Asshole because that's really, that's the, that's the good shit. See, right Dear Asshole comes at the end because it's like the secret club. It's like if there was a Patreon, and there will never be, but if there was, it would be, it would be the Dear, the Dear Asshole, again, it's for the people who can survive 50 minutes of listening to, to nearly incomprehensible gibberish, but then you get to this book. <laughs> anyway, uh, just yeah, more no, gibberish, no, and doesn't make any sense. No, uh, it, it, this is horrible gibberish, and I eventually am. I was discussing with Der uh, the work Derek how I eventually want to like wreck this book, and I, I I think I'm just gonna like tape it to the front of a shotgun and just blow it to pieces. Like I don't. As long really, as we can videotape it, well, we're gonna do that, yeah, or something. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna write everything down, and I'm gonna go kill the people who wrote it first, and then I'm gonna film. <laughs> You know, so it'll be a, it'll be more ceremonial. Um, yours. P.S. I could have crawled there faster than this. Okay, do you want me to stop or do you want me to go fast, you fucking dipshit? So, if we've learned anything from this episode, it's that reading is just bad for your mental health. I mean, you could get a better book, but there's a lot of bad books out there. This thing, the Bible, you know, there's some toxic shit. Maybe there's a maybe there's a novelization of Big Top Pee Wee that I would love to read on my new Kindle. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> there is there for like almost is. everything else. I don't like, know. They make not? they make the shitty book version of things like Indiana Jones and the Last of, Crusade of Alien. The first one, yeah. By was Daniel Bannon, he's the guy that write, wrote the movie anyway. Like he wrote. The well, book. that when when it's the it person that good. wrote the movie, I imagine it was because it, it was, was just the, like reading the movie. The screenwriter that wrote it, yeah. But there's there's things where it's like 
there, like Jurassic Park was a book by Michael Crichton. Oh yeah. And then yeah, 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 there, yeah. the movie came out, and someone made a novelization of the movie who like wasn't him. Oh no. And it was just like, <laughs> and he. There's no way you could get him to do that either. But the other weird thing is that like. Why are you doing that when it was already based off a book? You just really needed all the things you changed to make to make that 90-minute runtime to just be like, okay, uh, we merged these two people into one character, and this one, the girl's smarter than the boy because the book would come off as a bit sexist because, of, you know, and like and then John Hammond actually, like, dies in the book, and that's sad. And so could someone just make it... So here's what we should do. We're going to make the Jurassic Park movie based off the book. Then we're going to make the Super Nintendo game. Can you make the Super Nintendo game into a new book that follows the book <laughs> of that? And they did. And I think I rented it from the Hennepin County Library once. And by rented, I mean borrowed. And just... I really want to play... I don't. The Super NES version of Jurassic Park was actually terrible, but the Super NES version of The Empire Strikes Back was the shit. The Reverend John Wheeler podcast takes zero responsibility for the words, actions, or ideas of its host, guests, or listeners. Though the people on the screen may at times be speaking directly to you, and may occasionally give you direct calls to action, neither Reverend John nor the Alchemical Cocktail Lounge are under any moral or legal obligation to answer for the potentially disastrous repercussions that may arise if you are stupid enough to to actually follow the orders of a raving lunatic. Think for yourself and do whatever you want because you're on your own. If anyone ever tries to sue this podcast, black SUVs will converge on your location in the darkness of night and you will never be seen again. Remember to like and subscribe.